2020. Oh my god, I was not ready for that much enthusiasm. You didn't warn me. Shannon is shocked by my enthusiasm because oh we were just god. like talking calmly, and then I hit record, and it's like, "Hi everyone, I'm a beam of fucking light. Jeez. The new decade is here, and God, it's so exciting." I was just telling her the future is here. Um, everything's Chrome. Everything's super exciting. Not actually. Life is still the same. And it's quite monotone at times. But it's the new decade. And that, to me, has to mean something. And I'm just, like, hopeful for the future. For all we know, we could get nuked this year by North Korea, finally. So all we have left is just hope and optimism. And we might as well use it up before we all die in a fiery blast. So oh happy 2020. God. This is like a time capsule. And people are going to look back and be like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's okay, Shannon. If that indeed happens, literally no one is going to look back. Because if we get nuked, no one's surviving. Um, not in this country, at least. Anyway. Hi, Shannon. How are you? I'm good. I ate so much spaghetti. I am like 100% carbs. Like, wow. <laughs> um, I always think about, I sometimes think about that. The, 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 the thought exercise of like, oh, if you eat one pound of, one pound of nachos and you weigh 99 pounds and now you weigh 100 pounds after eating, are you one person nachos? And I guess that's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. That's how it works. Oh, my God. Well, I also think as you um, chew, the nachos lose their density. And so it might not actually be exactly 100 pounds. Um, we're already mm. arguing. No, let's not worry about that. Moving on. Um <laughs> Anything new with you, Andre? Um, I had um, a fun New Year. Like the actual like thing at midnight. Um, I saw a couple of fireworks. Um, David and I went to somewhere to like see, like listen to some music. It was like a party. It, it was weird. It's like we went to this park um in la and there was there were lights and that was really cute and there was music playing and there was like a dj in the middle surrounded by all these people and the dj was dressed in like this robot costume and it was really cool whatever but like the music was kind of low and i was like this isn't loud enough like it feels weird <laughs> i feel like everyone can listen to me breathe i don't know and and then the, we saw like fireworks from afar that was that was okay but um i guess the real highlight was i went to six flags um that same night but like around six seven eight and it was fun it was cool um wow. it was the last day i could use my season pass so i made sure to make good use of that and it was uh it was cool so that was my new year's eve uh, beyond that nothing else is new um uh, wow a whole decade already and there's nothing new that i can tell you that's crazy <laughs> um yeah wow. you well i'm super jealous that you went to six flags that sounds so much fun <laughs> Um, so much better than my New Year's Eve. Um, but what are we going to talk about today to kind of... <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you go into detail if you don't want to. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. We're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about something more interesting. Today yeah. we are doing Dangerous Games Part 3. I love this, so I'm happy we're doing it. It's uh, up there. Well, I mean, I don't want to take favorites but also literally who cares and it's our podcast so um uh i love this topic i love missing 411 i i'm i love that i'm not talking we love that <laughs> i know what Shannon likes and i don't know what she doesn't like i like the dark web topic i love that so there's there's gonna be more of that coming soon for sure because i'm gonna force Shannon. and um 
at some point, you know what? We should do another, um, oh my god, what was it? We should do another reincarnation episode. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I could see That was, like, way that. back. Um, um, also, also, sorry, to everyone that already listened to episode 50, which you should have by the time this goes up, um, uh, let us know if you're excited that we have 50 episodes. I sure am. I know it's so, like... <laughs> like trivial but like to me that's like a big number and that's a lot and yay we did it clap effects anyway go ahead oh um i was gonna say i don't think anyone asked for this episode the, like a part three but you know what we're giving it to you anyway and that's what you get for 2020 so i don't know suck yeah dick. this is your <laughs> gift here take it or leave it <laughs> some people are gonna be like i'd rather suck a dick that sounds like more fun and that's fair listen dangerous games aren't for everyone I mean, they literally are not for everyone I mean, because not everyone is. A, a lot of people are avert to the feeling of danger, like me, not like Shannon. Um, some could say so. that sucking a dick is a dangerous game in and of itself. It can be very dangerous. It all depends on size and practice and mechanisms. So all right. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you like to go first? Um, yes, I'll go first. Okay. So dangerous games okay so all of my games um dead ass like they're all related to phones and i kind of love it uh it, it happened by accident but it is really cool because it's like they're all about phones and it's i don't know i like it it's really creepy and ooh reminds me a lot of it gives me a lot of like um one missed call imagery you remember that shitty american remake of that japanese movie from like the early 2000s yes and i you hated don't? it oh okay. so bad <laughs> So, today I'm going to be talking about The Answer Man. Shannon, have you heard about The Answer Man game? Sometimes um, it's also referred to as the Phantom of the Answer. Um, and it's a... <laughs> I know, I mean, it does kind of sound... Yeah. Um, it is uh, said to originate in an East Asian country. We don't know exactly where, but this game is really popular in Japan, as most terrifying games are, which, you know, I kind of love that. That's great. Um, a lot of good stuff comes from there. Um, uh, there's, anyway, so the, apparently this game has been, um, popular among Japanese kids for, like, the, in the past decade, basically. Um, uh, oh my god, we're in the new decade. Anyway, so, this is a thing, but, like, recently it's crossed over into, like, the English-speaking world, and now people are doing it here. It's appeared on, like, a couple, um, like, posting boards, and so people are getting, like, the hang of it, and they're trying it. So, this game basically consists of... Well, actually, I should I should read it the way that kind of the article um, kind of lays it out, which is like players, requirements, and then like the actual instructions of the game. So you need 10 participants to play this. So I can't because I don't even have 10 friends. No. <laughs> and you also need 10 cell phones. Uh, burner phones are recommended. So this is an expensive spooky game. You need to buy burner phones, 10 of them. Um, uh, you can uh, begin at any time and in any place. Um, uh, you gather all 10 participants in a circle. And now guess what happens? <laughs> Each participant gives their, gives their phone number to the person to their right. That is, each participant should be able to call the person to their left. On the count of three, all participants then should call the person to their left. If all 10 participants then receive a busy signal or the call goes to voicemail, the ritual has failed. The article recommends that you do not proceed. And if this outcome emerges, you can try again later maybe, but at the moment you should end the ritual. 
If nine participants receive a basic signal, however, or the call goes to voicemail again, but only for nine of them, the ritual has succeeded and you may proceed. If this happens, one participant's phone call and only one will be answered. The participant will hear a voice begin to speak on the other end. Then you have a conversation with this voice, and this is this is the next part of the game. So the conversation consists of the following, and it's it's crazy how like these spooky games are so well like recorded, like step by step. Like damn, okay. Um, the participant whose call was successful may ask the answer man a question. The participant should then listen carefully to the answer. Okay, so I, I told you how to make the call. So now the conversation. So this part of the game kind of details what happens once your, your call is answered by the answer man. The participant whose call was successful may ask the answer man a question. The participant should then listen carefully to the answer. By the way, what would you ask? I'd be like, but am I really gay? That would be my question. <laughs> you are. Stop being weird. What would you, what would you ask? Um, oh, will I ever be able to eat dairy again? Because I really, really want some ice cream. That's sad. Um, also, I don't know if this is going to make you feel worse, but like I, I'm lactose intolerant, but all of a sudden in the last couple of months, it's been hitting me less. Like, So boo you i guess you. and yay me <laughs> same with hot stuff like i i don't know if i've told this story i'll be like super succinct but in college like literally overnight i became super sensitive to lactose and also hot uh, spicy foods and it just like that's just the way it's been for a couple years now and recently in couple months like in, in the last um couple of months like it's kind of gone down both things i can also i can have flaming hot cheetos again which i literally could not for years or I would explode. And it just happened overnight. The way it came, it's the way it went. And it's just kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, not fully, but, oh but, but like, it's gone a lot. And it's kind of crazy. And I'm so happy. My mouth is so happy. I love Cheetos. Anyone who wants to come for me, you can. I'll take you out for some Cheetos. Anyway. Um, okay. So after the answer man gives his answer to your question, he will in turn ask a question of you. And girl. You better answer that question honestly, or it's going to be bad oh. for you. You must it. answer his question according to the steps of the game, and the answer must be honest, truthful, and correct. The participant may repeat this process as many times as they like. However, when the participant has received all the information they require, so let's say you're playing and you're done playing, you ask him his five questions, you know all you wanted to know, and you've given him answers in return, and you're good to go. What you have to do now is end the call by telling the answer man that you must go. The answer man at this point may attempt to keep you on the line, possibly by offering information for free. Do not stay on the line. The participant should repeatedly state their need to end the conversation according to the article. If you are, if the participant is persistent, the answer man will say goodbye and hang up. At this point, the call has been terminated. After the call has been terminated, immediately destroy all cell phones used to conduct the ritual. By the way, I'm reading this from theghostinmymachine.com. This website is really great, and I used them before for the other um, two dangerous games episodes we've done. They have a lot of, they have like a whole dangerous games subsection, and it's really great. Great website. Um, anyway, after the call has been terminated, immediately destroy all of the burner phones that you use for the game, and that's it. Um, 
thoughts? <laughs> um, I just, I need to know what happens. Like, yeah, okay. What question does he ask you? Right, okay. So I, I can't tell you what questions he asks you, but I can tell you from what I read. Um, he, he'll he be really persistent and want to keep you on the line and say, oh, um, I, I'll give you information for free now. But, I mean, it, it, he's just trying to keep you on the line. Like... It's it, like he tried to he tries to trick you because like technically yeah it will be for free because he'll answer your questions without asking you a question back, but like according to what I read like eventually he'll try to trick you and like throw a question at you I like I really would I I wish I knew exactly how that worked because like it's like he technically isn't lying but then you're tricked and then you have to answer a question that he gives you but the question is almost impossible to answer because it's almost a subjective question and so you're almost bound to answer incorrectly or inaccurately and therefore now he can take his pay um, which if you don't answer one of his questions uh, honestly or truthfully or correctly according to the game it's like he takes something from you and usually what that means is he takes a literal part of your body um, according to the game oh, yeah yeah. so um, it doesn't even have to be like after he's tricked you like let's say you just asked your first question and then he asks you a question in return right because that's how the exchange works okay well if you feel embarrassed by what he asked for example and you don't want to answer that question and you lie he'll know you're lying all of a sudden you'll feel a tingle on a part of your body and that part of your body he will take <laughs> some 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 versions of the game say that he like a gnarly hand comes out of the phone and immediately grabs that part of the body and takes it um <gasps> Uh, yeah other versions which i think is more realistic i mean as realistic as this game can be say that um eventually you will lose that part either by accident or illness or something and that's when you know the answer man will have taken his pay and that's really grim um so imagine like you're like okay uh, answer man does stacy like me and the answer man is like yes stacy likes you now answer <laughs> me this question when's the last time yeah. you pulled in your bed or some shit like that? And you're like, <laughs> uh, uh, when I was three, lies. It's when you were nine. And then you like, your dick starts to tingle. Like, that would suck. Um. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I did that in my bed. <laughs> so is that part of it? Like, you can just, he can ask you something you may or may not remember? I mean, looks like, yeah. I mean, I feel like until he gets to the trick part, he probably will answer questions that you will know the answer to. The only way you wouldn't give the answer is if you were lying. I doubt he'll ask, like, when's the last time you peed your bed? Like, because he, he wants to get something from you. So I doubt he's going to waste his question on something that is stupid or you can't actually fully remember, whatever. Um, <laughs> what if he was like, Andre, <laughs> what, who was doing the vocals on Britney Jean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And what if like Will I Am was like sitting next to me? He's like my friend, and I was like, oh <laughs> shit, uh, uh, <laughs> Britney, <laughs> my fucking left arm starts to tingle. Oh shit. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, so yeah, that, that's that's basically what happens. Um, uh, you, it's recommended that there's there's a couple additional notes on this game that I, th I thought were interesting. It's recommended that participants save the phone numbers required for making the call, um, for easy dialing. Okay, blah blah blah. More interestingly, um, it is not recommended 
that participants who have successfully called the answer men pass the phone around the circle or allow multiple participants to ask questions. There's a reason the answer man picked up that particular call. He's not content to talk to just anybody. So important to note that if you're going to play this, it's also not recommended that you put him on speakerphone because he's shy and do not fail to destroy all the cell phones used to conduct the ritual as soon as possible after the ritual's completion. Even if you've hung up or even if you were among the nine who were unable to connect in the first place, you never know what might try to call you back. So yeah, spooky. Um, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to be spooked, but the whole thing is just like, I just, I can imagine that voice on the other end of the line being like, so what are you wearing? You know what I mean? And it just, it just becomes this big, like, scary movie skit, you know? I know, it, it is a lot, but it is interesting, and I, I don't know why, I literally do not know why, but I, I actually tried this, um, <gasps> uh, what? yeah, not with 10 friends, so that's probably why it didn't work, but at the time that I tried it, I didn't realize that it had to be 10 people, and I also, I, it went by a different name, um, it wasn't the answer man, so I guess I just, I thought it was gonna work, even if it was just four people, it was four people, um, wait, when did you try this? A couple years ago? Um, oh. yeah, so... Yeah, not that ballsy anymore. I mean, work. but even then, it wouldn't have worked. I, I guess, I guess, if this is how, how the game is actually supposed to be played, because then I did it wrong. But um, ooh, who's but, messing with demons now, Andre? <laughs> I mean, not now. <laughs> new decade, new me. No more messing with demons. Um, uh, <laughs> also, yeah, I don't want to ruin my brand, so I'm not gonna go further into that because I am the safe one. You are the reckless one, so I'm not trying to tarnish my brand. Anyway, um. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, more to go more into detail about, because you asked about this, um, the answer man's offer. So, do not accept the answer man's offer for free information in exchange for staying on the line. He is a master at exploiting loopholes. He will find a way to ask you a question, and he will find a way to make it a requirement for you to answer that question. When this question comes, it will be far more difficult than any of his preceding questions. Indeed, it will likely be impossible to answer. Should you fail to answer, as he intends, by extending this offer, you will get a tingle and get your fucking arm ripped off. So, there you go. Or, you know, just don't play the fucking game. Um, I don't think I know 10 people either. Um, <laughs> except for my coworkers. I don't think they want to do that. Yeah, fair. Also, don't hang up on him. Um, that was something that I found elsewhere. Um, that wasn't on this article, I don't think. And um, it was interesting because, like, I was like, oh, yeah, the article didn't mention that. Um, don't hang up on the answer man. He doesn't like that. It's bad. Um, what if you put him on hold and take another call? Like, yeah, it's like a really that's the thing. Like, call. no, no article has like very clear instructions on what to exactly, and also like, is this a paranormal entity? Is he a real person? Like, I, I'm very confused. I mean, he must, I don't know. Like, is he an entity because he's able to like make you feel tingles in your body, or is he just a person that maybe has like connections with the occult, and so he uses black magic? Like, I have no idea. Just let me like this is outside of the realm of like our realm so it's not like a human it's like something else but who knows um but yeah there's like a couple of like gaps where like n not everything is exactly explained like okay so what if you hang up by accident like do you then die i don't know <laughs> anyway um yeah what if your phone dies then like <laughs> um then you should have switched to verizon bitch <laughs> just kidding i think never that, i think it has something to do with battery <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, that's my first. <clears throat> um, 
Well, I like that game. I don't really want to play it, though, because it sounds like a lot of money and a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> aside from that, A+, good job. I'm very impressed with you. Yay. And I'm going to start with a kind of, I don't want to say cliche, but a old tried and true game. Um, I did a little bit of a different approach than normally because normally I would do the same thing you did where you kind of periodically go into how to do it and what the rules are uh -huh. but because the ones I chose are pretty straightforward I'm going to kind of cover that and then I want to read a couple of reddit stories that are supposedly true of people who tried them that sounds um, great that I love that all right all righty so this I want to open with is a historical overview of the game light as a feather stiff as a board this is by Sarah Coughlin. Have you ever heard of this game? Um, yes. I don't think I've ever played it. I've definitely seen people play it. Um, uh, I might have been at a party once where they were doing it. And at that, at that time, I'm sure I had no idea. It, it could be anything satanic or anything like that. So I probably was going to do it and that I just didn't for some reason. So good for me i guess I, I, depending on what you tell me now i don't know let's see yeah okay well this is a pretty well-known one they did it in the movie the craft which is like a 90s movie um with about witches obviously and the basic premise of this is it's kind of like levitating a dead body or in this case it's going to be an alive person but um it's basically a spell or a ritual and it's just a fun party game you can do with your friends when you're in high school right <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so so this is the way you do it so one person lays down and crosses their arms over their chest um you know coffin style and everyone else kneels in a circle around that person you can have as many people as you want um, if you want it to work, it's probably suggested to have a little bit more people. I would say the minimum is four, um, four people and then one person laying down. So the person seated near the person, the, let's just call it the body. The person seated near the body's head takes the lead and directs everyone else to tuck their index and middle fingers under the lifty's body. Um, so you're only using those two fingers on each hand you can use both hands though so you're putting underneath the body um then the leader who's still seated at the top near the head tells a story about how this person laying down died and then they start a chant and this is this chant is supposed to bring the spirit back into their body um as you know <laughs> the chant goes light as a feather stiff as a board uh -huh. so you're all gonna be fingers underneath the dead body light as a feather stiff as a board light as a feather stiff as a board and while you're chanting everyone begins to raise their hands you know up basically you're trying to lift the person you're trying to send them floating um and so the idea is that all these people working together you're bringing the spirit in and it begins to um float on its own and that's basically the ritual and in theory historically this is supposed to be to bring someone back from the dead since it's just a game it is just a, it's just a party trick of levitation to see if you can actually do it and wait a minute the first wait i mean it, it, what? i feel like i'm getting confused is this the game where like 
you like you do something with your arms and then you keep them there for a while or something like that and then when you like move again your arms like move by themselves up is that the game no also that's like an actual thing that's like science oh okay <laughs> like that's what i was thinking yeah. about when i when i told you about my friend's party i was like oh no what you're describing is no. like a full-on witchcraft ritual like no my friends were not playing that <laughs> You get all in a circle, yeah. and there's a fucking fire, and there's a body, and, like, everyone's raising their hands, <laughs> chanting. That's not what they did, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that thing in the doorway, it's where you put your hands against the insides of the doorway for, like, 10, 15 minutes. And when you step forward, it lifts up, like, both your arms at the same time. It's, um, I don't know what causes it, but it's pretty cool. Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so slightly different game. <laughs> oh, slightly different. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... The first account of anyone playing Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board came from a diary that was in a 17th century Englishman. Um, his, you know, diary. He was named Samuel Pepys. So this is from July 31st, 1665. So Pepys says that Mr. Brisband, his friend, told him about a group of girls reciting the following chant over a boy who was laying down. So I'm going to read it because <laughs> you know me. And this is Latin, or is it French? I'm not sure what it is. Voici un corpse mort rede, come un baton, freud come le marbe, leger come un espirit, leve toi anam de Jesus Christ. And that means, behold, a dead body, still as a stone cold as marble, light as a spirit, we lift you in the name of Jesus Christ. Ooh, Very creepy. Yeah. Very I weird. I don't like that. So, all of the people surrounding the body raise their fingers at the same time, chanting this, you know, saying. And, allegedly, the girls managed to raise the boy into the air using only their fingers. Mr. Brisbane said that they were able to replicate the trick with someone else supposedly the cook of the house who was very big um and this was around the time that the plague was hitting europe so it's kind of assumed that it would be fine that kids would be playing games about death but um that's just one that's like the first instance of anyone playing that game so if we're going to talk about like what's actually happening here, because if you talk to random people and say, hey, have you ever played this? Some of them might say, yeah, I have, and it definitely works, you know? But then we have to take into account, were you drunk? Um, were you remembering properly? Mm -hmm. Was it just super fun? I don't know. So one of the theories is that <laughs> it's just like we underestimate the strength of our fingers, and maybe you literally did pick them up, because that's like if you have six people all lifting one person, like maybe they're only like 110 pounds let's say that you could probably do it mm -hmm. um and then just because it's like a party you're having fun you're like oh my god we made them levitate um but if it is something magical then you know <laughs> that's yeah. something else altogether and we don't have to talk about what's causing it basically you know it's just kind of assumed yeah and this is i would classify it as a dangerous game because you're messing with magic and as we know if you don't know why you're doing it or what you're chanting you're you know opening things up and you're letting in the possibility of badness you're messing with forces you don't understand would you do um, it would you do it 
Oh, absolutely. Dude, that's the thing. Like, I love that you're like, I definitely classify this as a dangerous game. Also, as one of my top five must-play games, because it sounds like super <laughs> fun. Um, uh, it does. Yeah, I love no, this for us. We definitely need to play it, Gorge. So. Well, because I know exactly that people want to hear things that are scary, and even though it's not scary to me, it's scary to them, and I gotta respect that. Yeah. Um, so I want to share a story this person posted on yourghoststories.com. The user's name is Twisted underscore Individual. This was posted in 2010, so that's 10 years ago. Holla, what up? That is crazy. Um, 2010 was 10 years ago? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so, I'm going to... I kind of just took where it got interesting. So I'm skipping the beginning of this person's story. Okay. Um, not to be too offensive, but a lot of backstory that was super unnecessary. So I'm going to read it mostly verbatim. So during my seventh year in grade school, I had a slumber party with girlfriends, Shannon, Randall, and Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> I made we're it there. into the story. Yay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, the state says Illinois. Um, once they arrived, we discussed our plans for the evening. I wanted to do something different. Shannon then mentioned a game called Light as a Feather, Stiff as Board. Fat fucking whore. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. God. Uh, okay, so um, they kind of looked up what it was about, and they were like, okay, that's cool, we'll do that. And she says, before we started playing, I realized one person was missing. I called my friend, Yasina, to see if she was coming over to my house. I told her about our plans, and she refused to go. I said, why don't you want to come? And she said, the game you're playing is considered witchcraft. Did you know that? And I said, I don't believe in that stuff. It's only a game. And Yasina said, if you play that game, you're calling out to the devil. And Yasina was right. Okay, I just, I added that last part. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they still continued to play the game because obviously our narrator was not just going to stop with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this person, the narrator, was the first one to lie down on the floor. So her friend Carrie was above her head. So Carrie's the main, like the leader of the game and Randall and Shannon on the side. So that's only three people. So that's not a lot to lift one person. I guess I don't know how much she weighs. But anyway, everyone started to chant, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Um, They said, I was waiting to be up in the air, but I did not feel a thing. Eight minutes later, I opened my eyes and asked them if it worked. They all said no. So we gave it a shot for a few more times, but still nothing. Afterwards, we were all bummed out. We decided to go outside in the middle of the night, around midnight, and walk around. One hour later, we walked back to my place. As we were getting closer, I saw that all of our lights were on. Then I saw my mom standing near the stair railing below the chandelier. I said, crap, I'm going to get grounded for a week. But as we got closer, I realized that it was not my mom. The person I saw was wearing a worn-out white sleeping gown. She had purple circles underneath her eye, and she was on the edge of the stairway, leaning forward. I asked my friends if they were seeing what I was seeing. They all said yes. And they were kind of like, um, that's really weird. So they ran into the back of the house and entered through the back, through the sliding door. And she ran and she checked out all the rooms to try and find her, this woman, which I guess isn't the best thing to do, but I'm not gonna judge. But they couldn't find her. So an hour later, they gave up and they went upstairs Randall and Carrie slept on the floor next to them. Shannon slept on the bed because that's what Shannon's doing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
They said, as we were trying to sleep, Shannon started shaking me. I woke up and she told me to look at my blinds. I saw the woman's shadow. It was like she was standing outside of my window with her arms stretched out near the sides of her body. I said, it's just our imagination. Let's try to go to sleep. So as we were trying to sleep for the second time, Randall and Carrie started screaming. And they said, we started to hear voices coming from your closet. And then 10 minutes later, Randall got up from the bed, walked to the door, and turned around. And when this person, the narrator, looked at Randall, they realized that it was not Randall. It was that strange looking woman. And so what they did is she was like, hey, look at look at this person is that is that randall and they were like no 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 <laughs> and so one of them got up turned on the lights and everything was back to normal um that's creepy yeah so the next day this person calls their friend yesenia and they tell yesenia everything and yesenia was like well that lady might stay in your room for a while how many times did you play that game <laughs> and they were like well three or four times and she was like she's gonna stay in your room for a week so basically this person didn't sleep in their room for a week and they are genuinely scared of this game now um i kind of like this because it definitely feels like it was really written based on like their experience because like and i don't say that very often but this is not like a short story type thing like it's very much like i could totally vouch for this like it's not flowery it's not grammatically like sexy like you could tell this person was just like yeah. telling it um i don't know if they were embellishing but i like the idea that just like playing games and doing weird shit can cause stuff like this to happen and i also love that yesenia is such a bad bitch <laughs> i know <laughs> so yeah i know right i mean um, I, like, I like the idea that stuff like this can happen because i think it, it's kind of a cautionary tale like I mean, if it wasn't yeah. already clear, but this is the third episode we're doing on this, like, hi, people. These games are dangerous for a reason. <laughs> like, don't... I, I wouldn't mess with them. Like, this is all obviously up to the player and the individual person. But, like, my stance on these things is, like, it's so low reward and high risk. That, like, what's the point? Like, go watch a movie like go i don't know like literally go do anything else to like if you're so bored but that's the other thing i like about this story in particular and i guess like a lot of stories regarding games like this is like you set out to reach your goal right like they just wanted to see if they can make someone float and that doesn't happen and so they're kind of lulled into this sense of security of like oh well that didn't fucking work so obviously nothing's gonna work like it wasn't real and then suddenly you're called into question of like okay maybe it wasn't ever going to work maybe all i had to do was say these words and now something worse is gonna happen yeah. like that's what's scary i know that's so yeah that's that's dumb yeah people anyway <laughs> i loved it i liked i like i like that one that was good let's not play it <laughs> what have you got for me um, uh, I have the shoebox telephone game. You ever heard of this one? Oh, actually, yeah, I have. I, I read that one, too. Oh, okay. So, for those of you who have not, allow me to explain. This one, it's like almost... It's like 
it was a little bit painted as like a, oh like it's kind of sweet because you might be able to connect with like lost loved ones but to me all it read to me like was like demons galore in your closet basically is what you're doing um okay so <laughs> um for this game you'll need a phone booth um your closet will do you're, you'll need a handset which is going to be a paper cup and you're you'll need a telephone box which is going to be a shoe box uh and telephone wire you can use string for that um so you're basically doing like when you were a kid and you did like a phone with a cup and string that's what you're doing um so do you think because we're wireless now you need the string I don't think ghosts have caught up yet with wireless technology, so they're still using wire. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like technology moves really slow in the in the ghost world, so um, you're also gonna need some strong some strong object um, to power the telephone box with. In this case, something that you have a really strong personal connection with, um, uh, and or something that has a personal connection to the person that you're trying to contact. Um, that's that's the thing. Cause like it can be like oh I lost like if it's like your dead relative like something that that relative owned, but also there are people who claim that they've been able to contact like entities that they've never met. So people ask themselves like oh well can I can I technically like contact God with this game since you're supposed to be able to contact anyone and it's like uh, I guess anyway point is I'll get into that in a minute but. Point is that you need something that you have a strong personal connection with, or the person you're trying to contact had a connection with the object. Um, uh, you also need a sheet of paper and a pen. Okay, so the actual game. Um, you wait till the end of the day, right before bedtime. Um, uh, you clear out your mind, so you just so you're so you're only focused on the game, nothing else. Um, uh, don't turn off the lights, but do turn off everything else: your computer, your TV, stereo, radio, etc. You want zero distractions and absolutely no interruptions. You want everything to be quiet. Uh, you then just wait for quote unquote the right time according to this article and what the right time is is it says it's one of those things that are hard to describe but you'll just know it when you see it I hate this it's so vague but okay um, <laughs> it says that you'll just know in italics okay um, it says that it may build up gradually but when it yeah I know but when it's finally there it'll hit you um, only at this point when you've hit the right time may you begin writing your letter um, if this threshold of certainty never comes within an hour, just go to sleep and try again the next night. If you've been trying for three or four nights already and the moment just never comes, then it might uh, simply be that you're not ready for this game and that's okay. Uh, try a different person or give yourself a break for a few nights. What you don't want to do is write your letter while you're in doubt because um, that's a bad move. When you do begin writing, don't erase or correct any mistakes you make. No scribbling over words, nothing. Um, don't start over, nothing like that. Your first draft is your final draft. Um, explain to this person why they should give you a, a ring, why they should call you, and be honest. Um, uh, you, the personal, like the personal advice of the person that wrote this article is that uh, you need to let it all out on that letter. Uh, don't overthink it. Just write everything. Um, uh, it all makes sense if you're writing it at the right time again you're supposed to be at the right time you're supposed to feel like oh okay it just feels right uh, anyway so when you're done tie one end of the string to the power object and using a needle insert the other end through the center of the bottom of your paper cup remove the needle tie a little knot 
and now you have a cute little paper telephone like you probably once made while you were a child. Um, very poetic article. Okay, anyway, so after you've done this, um, you and you're not supposed to prepare the letter ahead of time too, because that's gonna ruin the um, the ritual according to this. You're supposed to write the letter only, like, like you write. The, sorry, I mean don't prepare the paper cup, the telephone before you write the letter. Um, you write the letter first, and then you do the telephone. So you read your letter aloud into the paper cup. This is when you're doing the call. And uh, you read it sincerely as if the person on the other hand was there and they could hear you, including all the mistakes that you didn't correct. Uh, you just read the thing. Then you'll place the object and letter in the shoebox and uh, place the shoebox on the floor of your phone booth, which is your closet. Then you close the box, but don't seal it. Just let the lid like rest there on it. And with the string still coming out from under and going to your paper cup. Leave the paper cup standing on top of the box. And then leave the scissors on the floor next to the box. Because you might need them. And you'll hear why. And that's it. You're done. Now what you have to do is wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> you may be asking yourself, how exactly is this going to happen? Well, um, what's your guess? Um, I already know. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. Okay, okay, you do know. I forget, I forgot. Okay. So, the ring will come to you in a dream, either that night or some night shortly after. You will dream of the person trying to call you, and you will wake up from that dream, usually in the middle of the night, and you will know that it's time to take the call. When that happens, don't turn on the light, don't say a word, just get up from the bed and go to your phone booth. If the box is still closed with the paper cup standing on top, then that's great. You can get in the closet and you can sit down and slide the door closed and go ahead and continue. If you find the box open or if you find the paper cup knocked over, abort the mission and snap off the string. Don't take the headset anywhere near your ear. Use scissors if you can't snap the thread with your own hands, which is why you left the scissors right there next to the box. Um, uh, otherwise, just sit on the floor and press the paper cup to your ear and cover your other ear with your other hand and continue with the ritual. Um, uh, it may take a while and you may not speak or move too much, but if you're covering one ear with one hand and the other with the headset, eventually you will start hearing a voice. Um, uh, again, you may not speak, not even if you are asked questions. The article um, emphasizes this a lot. Not even if you're ordered to speak. Uh, you've already set your piece at the outbound, at the ad, outbound call. Sorry. Um, so just let the person doing the inbound call speak their part. Um, once, the, uh, once they're done, um, you need to close the box and snap the string. You need to dispose of the paper cup and not put it next to your ear again. And uh, that's it. You, I mean, it's, it's a really straightforward game. Like, if you had a question for someone who was in the other realm, you get to ask them a question, and they ring you back if they wish to do so, basically. Um, now, to me, this this just ain't it, Chief. Like, I just, I can totally see how this can go wrong. I can totally see how maybe what you're thinking is contacting you or what you're trying to contact isn't actually what's, trying, what's calling you back. But maybe, in, yeah. but maybe like, someone imitating them like it's just i mean if you've seen ouija um uh origin of evil like it's basically like that um it could be someone trying to pass as the person you're trying to contact 
and then that can wreak all kinds of havoc. You could become possessed, like legit. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't like. I mean, I just I feel like I feel like if anything, mediums at that point a safer choice. Like if you're dying to contact a dead relative so badly, just like go to a medium, have a seance, or like I don't know. There's other ways to do it, like try to do like astral projection i've heard some people i know we just did an episode on that but i didn't mention this i've heard some people say that sometimes they can travel to the realm of the dead by doing astral projection because their spiritual body is allowed in places where their physical body isn't i don't know if that's i don't know if i would go that far i feel like if astral projection is real it really is just like allowing you to see like maybe beings that are in the same space as you but you just can't see them because maybe they're in the fourth dimension and we can't see that but not necessarily dead people i feel like that's way out that's not that's not paranormal that's like supernatural you know what i'm saying like that's way outside of the realm of that's completely different dead people to me are like a completely different thing um ghosts are super different than like aliens or like maybe like shadow people stuff like that anyway um so my point is there's other ways to contact the dead i wouldn't do this like to me the fact that you have to go into a dark closet in the middle of the night to do this like doesn't read too well i, I don't know i feel like why why, do, why does it have to be in a closed <laughs> space why does it have to be dark like i just i don't know i don't know i don't know well i what if <laughs> what if you like assemble your telephone box or whatever and then you get ready to write out your question and what you do is you draw just like a really crappy picture of a penis and you leave it in there. <laughs> what do you think the demon is going to say to you? <laughs> well, something's supposed to call back. So <laughs> <laughs> what's it going to be? Dick Cheney? I don't know. Um, what if you what if you hear the phone ring and it's just someone saying blocked and then dial tone? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So, oh, a note that this article makes that I think is interesting is that if after three or four nights, like, your callback never comes, um, maybe this person has nothing to say to you, which I think is, like, so shady. Like, what if it's, like, your mom and you miss your mom and, like, you do it and let's say that you've done it before and it worked before, but you do it with your mom this time yeah. and she just doesn't answer. She's like, I'm tired of you. <laughs> Maybe she is. Maybe she's tired of you interrupting her afterlife. Like, I know. Fuck off. Anyway, it says that um, if that happens, that's okay. Just try another person, but don't do it too often. Um, also, a, a very interesting disclaimer. Uh, it says, this game may help you get closure, but it could also make things worse. <laughs> Which I completely oh, agree sure. with. I think that once you... Like, again, you can't talk during the during the return call during the callback and that's got to be really hard especially if you're trying to contact someone that it's very counterintuitive because like if you're trying to contact someone because you need closure about that person because you miss them or something or you lost them very very suddenly like when you hear their voice you're gonna want to talk and then you're gonna mess it up and something's gonna happen maybe the answer man's gonna come up and rip, like rip your arm off um like I don't That's know. Possible. I feel like it's so dangerous because like you get so emotional and all of a sudden you start talking and according to the article, bad things can happen if you start talking. So yeah. Also let's say um, basically let's, Go ahead, go ahead. Andre is saying, Ho, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Like I mean the other thing I was gonna say was like, okay, let's say that you, you can hold yourself off from talking. That's great. But it could also like this this could also make things worse for you. This game could make your life worse because you didn't talk, all right, but let's say you find a secret out that 
you, you didn't want to actually know and it's terrible and you didn't anticipate like this dead person relative you were trying to contact told you something you didn't know and it's horrifying and you're gonna have to live with that and like i just i don't like i am a firm believer that it is okay to take some things to the grave do you agree or not yeah yeah some people don't some people are really against that I don't know if you know that, yeah. uh, but like I've, I've met people like that, and I'm like, not like literally, not even the people I love most in my life need to know literally everything about me, and also every single thing that goes on in my life or goes on in my head. Like, no, like if that happened, literally, like, if we could read minds, Shannon, the day people can read minds is the day people will realize that literally everyone is like a psychopath on some level. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for that day to happen. Like, the, the world's gonna collapse anyway. Um, that's what I have. <laughs> well, I liked what you had. I feel like you chose an interesting pair. You know, we're talking about communication, communicating with the dead and communicating with the answer man, who's probably, you know, a goofy demon from hell, which is uh -huh. fine. Yep. Um, no, I liked it. It was a wild ride, you know? I, I think I want to try the one with the closet. Um, you do that. <laughs> it sounds um, easier than the other one. Actually, okay, I don't, I, I think we're good on time. Um, so I'm going to do one more. It's also about phones. This one's short. So just, okay. just believe you with like an, 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 an interesting taste. Okay, so this is quite different. A little bit pointless. It also comes from Japan. Um, this is, this is, this reminds me a lot of the doll, um, what's it called? One Men Hide and Seek. I talked about this in the first Dangerous Games episode. Um, it's very, it's not even like high risk or reward. It's like high risk, zero reward because I'm confused as to what you're getting out of this. Anyway, so <laughs> this is called the telephone ritual. Um, you need a phone, you need some salt, a flashlight, and an amulet. And the way you play this game um, is you first make sure that you have all the things you need and uh, you wait till after midnight when you're alone you turn off all the lights in the house so already this is great um, uh, then after you've made sure that it's all dark and that you freaked yourself out good you lock yourself inside the toilet <laughs> inside the bathroom inside the bathroom um, uh, oh it says before you go in scatter some salt around the toilet door around the bathroom door so that um, spirits cannot enter the bathroom. Uh, uh, fair enough, you know, salt is a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, next, you use the flashlight to light up the water inside the toilet, like the actual toilet bowl. So this is a weird game. <laughs> so you, you, you turn off the lights in your house, you pour some salt outside of your bathroom door, then you lock yourself in your bathroom, then you open the toilet bowl, and then you flash a flashlight into the toilet bowl water. Why are you doing this? Well, because now you have to look at the surface of the water and now use your phone, your, your 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 cell phone, to call your home number. You let the phone ring, and you you wait till you, you don't hang up. You wait till it's either it goes to voicemail or the purpose of the game until someone answers. Again, you're supposed <laughs> to be home alone. So if someone answers, dude, you're in fucking trouble. Um, uh, <laughs> So if you see a change in the surface of the water of the toilet that you're not looking down on, um, uh, that means that there's someone in, in the house and you're supposed to hang up straight away and scatter salt 
um, all around yourself and like stay locked in the bathroom for like an hour or something. It wasn't very clear like the, the, the amount of time, but like for some time until like stuff calms down. Um, if someone answers your call, you are also supposed to hang up immediately. Then you're supposed to run out of the bathroom and scatter salt all around the, um, the home phone. Uh, if you do that, then you'll be safe for the moment. To be on the safe side, uh, scatter salt all around the inside of the house also, even if nothing happened. I am just confused as to what the purpose of this is. <laughs> like, what do you get out of this? Um, I, mean, I have no idea. I like it because it's really creepy. And just the thought of, I mean, having to look at your toilet bowl water is kind of weird. I feel like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, I know, right? I don't know. It's really like Japanese. The Japanese just like love water. It's like, it's scary shit having to do with water drowned ghosts scary grudge looking girls that come out of bathtubs toilets all that shit anyway um i was gonna say just i i liked it because it's really creepy like the idea of i hadn't thought of that like me being home alone and calling my home phone on let's just, i'm not even in the dark let's just say i'm in my bedroom and i'm home alone and i'm just chilling and i'm like oh this would be interesting and i just call my home phone with my cell phone and then someone picks up and i just hear like breathing i would shit my pants so hard um <laughs> maybe that's why you're next to the toilet <laughs> that, that's that's a great point Shen. <laughs> god uh <laughs> your mind uh anyway like i found that really creepy and that's why i like this regardless i don't like that it has like no purpose and no gain it just frustrates me i don't know i don't know the utilitarian part of me is yeah. like this is a waste of your time <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it kind of does sound like a waste of your time. Like, what am I going to get on the other end of that phone line? Like, a good what are they spook. Gonna do for me? I mean, listen, I guess in the most rudimentary sense, what you're getting out of it is if you're a complete skeptical, sorry, if you're a complete skeptic, yeah. you are getting confirmation that the paranormal exists, which is valuable. Like, I mean, listen, funny enough, I, Andre, don't actually have confirmation of that like me the fan of the paranormal and the supernatural don't technically have confirmation of that because nothing yeah. like that has ever happened to me nothing really spooky has ever happened to me sometimes matter of fact i think that's why i'm so into it because it's just like oh everyone else seems to have something and i don't and it's always been so intriguing to me but the point is that nothing's ever happened to me and so i guess if i did this game and it worked i guess technically i would be getting something of value Unless I die, in which yeah. case it was not worth it. <laughs> well, you'll be fine. You have all the salt or whatever. I hope. Yeah, I'll just I'll just eat the salt, cover myself in it, put it in my eyes. It'll be great. Um, oh my god! Everyone, thank you for listening to episode fifty-one. Thank you for sticking um, with us for over fifty episodes. We also can't believe it. Um, uh, if you would uh, like to send us ideas for future episodes, you can do that uh, by DMing us on Twitter at TalkScary. Or also on Instagram at TalkScary. We are also on Facebook at Scary Talk, And we are on all podcast listening platforms. So you can listen to us literally wherever. You can also check out our YouTube channel. It's called Scary Talk Podcast. Shannon, any last words? Um, so long, farewell. Always make sure that you're near a toilet. Yeah, basically. You never know when you can shit yourself. I mean, forget being scared. Just, you can shit yourself at any point for any reason. Eat too much exactly. spicy food. Too many beans. <laughs> Listen, it Very... happens. <sighs> anyway. It happens to the best of us. Don't be ashamed. The Mothman is real. So are the Grace. Don't eat too many beans before bedtime. Or, and if you do, just make sure you're sleeping in the bathtub since you're close to the toilet. <laughs> um, and we love you. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Good night. <laughs>